Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's been a few weeks. Been a few weeks. You know? Look, dude, you, you I can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks. <laughs> oh my god, that was so confusing. I was like, <laughs> you thought it was really me talking. I thought there was something wrong, but so Corey just hit it. That was a um a sample. Butt cheeks are straight up hanging out, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sample. <laughs> <laughs> but when he first triggered it, because uh, we're on Zoom, I can see his face, but his mouth wasn't moving. <laughs> so I thought I had an internet Butt problem. cheeks are straight up hanging out, it's, Phil. It's hard because it's my voice. <laughs> Look, dude, you, you, I can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, I feel, oh like, I feel like your, um, your level on, that, on the sampler might be a tad high. Well, you're going to have to live with it, Phil. Just, just butt cheeks coach. are straight up That's what kind out, of show so. we're going to have today, dude. Butt cheeks just straight <laughs> hanging out. I mean, it is Valentine's Day tomorrow. <laughs> I know I know you got me a present. <laughs> butt dude. cheeks are straight up hanging out, yeah, Phil. Phil. <laughs> That's going to be you tomorrow for Valentine's, dude. <laughs> Look, you know? dude, you, you, I can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you guys could tell by now we got some new drops that um I really like. You're a legend. <laughs> yes. Um uh, thank you guys. What, what am I doing? What, I don't even know what we're doing, Phil. I'm hitting drops like I just you know this whole sucks. I'm just hitting drops. This full does not a play. All right. Well, anyways, sucks. thank you guys. Thank you. That's it for the show. We're just gonna play a couple sh drops and dip. We're done. Yeah, dude. Straight Butt living life, are dude. Straight up hanging out, Phil. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Up. Dude. I'm trying to live that life, dude. Butt cheeks are <laughs> I lowered straight it a little up hanging out, Phil. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are we gonna even have a show today, dude? No, I let's even... just let's just quit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. Like it's, it's random, so random. <laughs> oh my gosh i mean thank yeah. you they're just all right eager yeah um all right guys welcome to the drum brigade podcast the fun is over we're gonna get into it all right but i'm Corey kingston that's funky phil me yeah funky phil in yeah. the house uh -huh. you're a legend yeah um haven't had enough coffee today i had one it's got me jittery and feeling like all like kind of Really? Weird. Just one? anxious. It's just got me feeling anxious. Mm. Um, but you know, I'll probably have one after this. I need. I need to go to the gym and just get get a load off. You know, gross. Get, gym, get a load off. <laughs> Butt just, cheeks are straight yeah. up hanging out, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the gym and see it all, dude. Um, all right. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. This is the Drum Brigade podcast. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging with us today. We're back. We haven't been back in a while. We took a little bit of time off um, working on some other things. But, um, you know, we're here and it's now. So um, um, just a couple things really quickly. Drum Brigade is based on um, our one words or our whys, which is acceptance and belonging. Um, we do everything in the name of acceptance and belonging. And um, our motto is camaraderie over competition. So everything that we do is about that. Um, we 
together, Funky Phil and I feel that if you can get rid of or overcome the feeling of the inferiority complex and you can feel accepted in doing what you love to do, then you can really perform and do what you do at your full potential. And so that's what we're about. So we try our best to get rid of that um, inferiority complex in our community, in the drum community. And we feel like we should just support each other, bro. Yeah. Support each other, acceptance, belonging, all of those positive things in our community. And uh, if you're down with that, then support the drum brigade in a couple different ways. One, drum lessons. Funky Phil and I are both drum teachers. Uh, hosting a drum, a group class this week. Another one. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit um, after we get into it. Um, you can also host, host. You can also um, check out our merch store, uh, which we talk about a lot. There's t shirts and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, obviously listen to this podcast. But if you really want to step up your game with this podcast, leave us a review. All right. Leave us a review. Just be like those guys, Funky Phil and Kingston, Corey Kingston. Those are two good guys. Yeah. You know? Only good reviews. Yeah. Only good reviews. I mean, <laughs> if you could help us out, don't be like, you know what? I'm all about like not acceptance. Yeah. You know, and don't, I hate, don't I post hate that. The word like and but. Yeah. Man, I listened to one of our soapboxes a couple days ago. I say like a lot, bro. <laughs> like it's too much like. <laughs> it's too much. That, that dude was right. <laughs> I know, but I'm from California, so beat it, bro. We don't accept you. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I say like a lot when I'm getting into stories and I'm getting... The more animated I get, the more I say like, but I'm going to work on it this time. Yeah. This show... I'm going to like work on that like stuff. Whatever, like, be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You be you, man. I'm Who just going to say like, and I'm going to say dope a lot. And bro, you oh, don't yeah, like, like it, beat it. <laughs> um, all right. And then the other thing is uh, F-Note drums. I use F-Note drums. They're electronic drums. They're the best, in my opinion, for electronic drums. Um, you should try them out. I use them for all of my lessons. I use them for all of my video recording and stuff like that. Unless it's live video recording, then I use my Masters of Maple. But for lesson education stuff, uh, for Zoom lessons and in-person lessons and all of that stuff, I use F-Note drums because they're the closest thing to real drums to me. So um, shout out to those guys. And um, yeah, man. All the things are, I believe, covered. So let's just stop wasting time. Let me stop getting tongue-tied and get my thoughts together. And let's get the heck into it, Phil. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Butt cheeks are straight up hanging out, Phil. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, Look, dude, dude you, you, I can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks. <laughs> I mean, I do a lot of squats. No, I don't. I, should, more man, like, I probably you should can, do squats. Do you do squats? At yeah, the gym? at the gym. Yeah? Yeah. With my butt cheeks are straight <laughs> up hanging out, Phil. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> I, I just like, it's the funny thing is people aren't going to be able to tell if I'm actually saying this or if it's a drop, but. I know we should add like effects yeah. Like effects. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what stupid drop, dude. What was that? A soapbox? I was on about something. Yeah, about some dude at the gym whose butt oh, cheeks yeah. were hanging out. They were straight, 
straight up hanging out. Yeah, flamboyant dude. Yeah. He was super flamboyant. He and he was just, the one that was doing like pelvic pelvic thrust mm-hmm. to the heavens yeah. and like going like in the gym. <laughs> that yeah. Was him. yeah. Dude, that guy. I haven't seen that guy since. Although really? I haven't been at the gym, so how could I see him? Ooh. Yeah. Uh all right, Funky Phil. Well, yeah, man. How's it going? It's good, man. Yeah. That's good. I can't it's been complain. a few weeks. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Life's good. Did you though. play any gigs? Did you buy anything? Did you do anything? I played gigs and I bought stuff. <laughs> That's good. Um, Must be nice to just be freaking rich like you. I am not rich. <laughs> I've just saved money for a long time and finally yeah. pulled the trigger on some some things. I haven't got them yet, but oh man, soon. I should do that. I should save money. I um. I did a video session. Oh, like live streaming? No, like for a promo. Like we went into the studio with Whitney to get some some fresh promo stuff for oh. booking, booking gigs and stuff. But it was nice. Fun. We did a uh, got some jazzy stuff. We went to Rarified. I think that's what it's called. Have you been there? Mm. It's like in um North. North Park? Rarified? It's a studio? Yeah. Nice. Great studio. They have some I mean it's it's not huge, but they've got a decent sized uh room and but they've got like a really nice console. Yeah. There and, that's uh, cool. And it's visually appealing for your guys' video session stuff. I think it'll look cool. Yeah. It always it's hard this... to like look bad when you're in a studio, you know? Like there's just yeah. like equipment stuff it looks cool yeah got all the cool stuff they had lights and cameras i mean not the studio but whitney's um videographer guy she's a mover and a shaker man she's always doing something yeah and uh, ed kornhauser is playing piano so that was fun nice yeah he's dope some jazzy business and some not so jazzy business and then we were done then i played wow i played at prohibition a couple times uh, I never played there before. But Loden sucks there. They have a, a kit. Prohibition? Yeah. That's the like speakeasy next to the field, right? Yeah. They have yeah. a they have a kit now. They have a house kit now. It's a little Gretsch oh, kit. Wow. Yeah. It's got a little coming up in this world. Wow. A little 18 inch kicky poo. Exactly what they need there. Yeah, it was great. I just had to bring cymbals and sticks. And uh, dang, dude, their sub Lucky. is not working right now. But I think they're supposed to be getting it fixed. This is a problem with that place. Is that could be the coolest New York style jazz club? Like it could be so cool. It could be like Smalls, you know? Like they could have real jazz shows there. Could. And it's it's all of the things. It's like just like a New York jazz club. You walk down the stairs. It's dark. There's good drinks. It could seriously be it, but they never have jazz there. It's like blues and like anything but jazz. Yeah, we definitely didn't play jazz. But the, San Diego's just not really like that big of a jazz town. Like New York has a scene, you know, and the musicians all go and hang out and there's schools and it's like you could you could San Diego State's there. Like you could get people to show up if they did it right, but I yeah. guess what, 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 like, why am I complaining? There's still people in there 
all the time dancing and stuff. Yeah, the people, the audience, the the folks that were down there seemed awesome. It seemed like everybody goes there to see cool music and yeah. have a good hang. You know, I, I, I don't know. Got a lot of sweet compliments. I just wish that San Diego had a spot that was like you know. There's a lot of good jazz musicians out here, and I wish that was like. I wish that was like our smalls, like where you can go there any night of the week. You're going to get great jazz and you're going to be able to sit in if you want. And it's going to go late hours, you know, but I guess like smalls, they have a cover. So you have to like pay to get in. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, you know, even if you don't drink or whatever, like, especially for somebody like me, if you go to smalls or any of the clubs like that, it's like, you're, you're guaranteed to see great jazz. Like you're not just gonna, you know, hope that there's jazz tonight or you know there's some clubs out there where you go and it's like oh it's it says jazz but then you walk in and it's like smooth as heck Mm, you know and that's not what i'm into that's kind of what the what prohibition is it's like prohibition is some nights it's great and some nights it's not great but then i've been there a couple times for the latin jam mikey always has a latin jam there Mm. that's off the hook and it's packed and people are dancing and it's great. But yeah, Mm. some nights I'm like, this place could like, as far as ambiance goes, this place could be so dope. I could see it being a a fun little jazz hang, but yeah, got to have the crowd, I guess. Yeah. That's a problem. And when you're in gas lamp downtown and it's like club city and every like next door is like, boom, 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 boom kind of club. Yeah. People scandally dressed and stuff like it's kind of hard to just be like, we have a super like quaint jazz club right here. Yeah. But I don't know. Just my thoughts. It, it took Anyways, me a minute sorry. to find it because it doesn't have a sign or anything. No, it's, it's, it's like, it's supposed to be somewhat of a speakeasy because it doesn't say anything. It's just a door and you have to know where it is. Yeah. In fact, it's, and, it has like a sign that says it's like, there's like a, I didn't really read it in depth, but it, it looked like a sign of like, this is not functioning kind of sign. <laughs> like yeah, you, you yeah. can't go in here, but I guess that's probably part of the aesthetic or something. But. You just have to know where it is. <laughs> like you just have to know about it. Like that's what, that's what's cool about it too, though. That's why, I mean, it's called prohibition. So it's like, it's meant to be like that, but there's just a guy standing out front yeah. and then you just, ha- you just have to know. And so one time I was like, Hey, what's up, man? I go, is this the prohibition jazz club? And the guy was so offended. He was like prohibition jazz club. And I'm like, yeah, there's like a, like a music and stuff down there. This is prohibition, the blues and, and like the blues club. He said something like that. And I was like, you guys have music, right? And it's called prohibition. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know about jazz. I'm like, <laughs> okay, bro. We'll just uh, talk to you later. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I like that place, though. I like that place. I, you know, the drinks are good. The people are always nice. There's always, you know, local musicians. Like, you, you can't walk in there and not see somebody you know, you know? Yeah. I got some good so. food, too. They have food there? Well, they're, they're like um, partners with two restaurants upstairs. Yeah. and you That's can, how you're supposed to load in you can before. Get, um, you can order food on the, the, on the band tab. 
So I, I did not know this. Free food? And it's good. I got like a... And the the, the gal they ordered food from was super sweet. And she, they didn't have like a veggie burrito. Mm. So like, can you make me a veggie burrito? And they and they totally did. And it was custom. We are like, we want this and nice. this and this in it. And it's huge and really good. And uh, I didn't pay a dime for it. Wow. I've only played there once. And I don't think it was... It was like one of my first gigs back after COVID. Oh, so I played like one gig after COVID. Um, and then I think that was like my first real gig where I like brought full drums and stuff. And I was scared to death because it's like underground and it's like, there was people in there and it was like the first week that San Diego was like, all right, we're back. Hmm. And I wore a mask the whole time. And just was breathing like playing and breathing my own carbon monoxide and i had such a headache for like three days after that that sounds awful i was like i'm I, I, that was like where i was just like i'm not like one of those like anti-mask people because uh, clearly i was wearing a mask the whole time but i was kind of like this feels like it's killing more of my brain cells than it, this is causing me more damage than like just taking my chances you know and so i yeah i was kind of really messed up after that dang but anyways it was a while ago obviously um well right on that's cool that you played there and you got to do some stuff um man i'm like dry as heck dude i have no gigs i've had no gigs i had a studio session sweet last wednesday super quick and easy um so that's cool (laughs) that got me through the weekend um but yeah, man, I've I've been like really slow, like really, really slow. No gigs whatsoever. You um, did, I saw you did a group class though. Yeah, group class was cool. Um I I was hoping for a few more, like more people, but you gotta start somewhere, you know. Like um yeah. so I you know, I'm trying to not let these like I'm trying to look at the milestones instead of like look at like what I you know, the, the problems that I always face with drum brigade and like, I'm, I have high hopes. I hope more people will are interested and like, want to take advantage of like a cool opportunity. And I feel like these things that we're presenting are really cool opportunities. Like that group class was a really, I think it was useful information for a lot of people that a lot of people can benefit from. How long was um, it? Like an hour? It was an hour. Um, all, I try to get, keep my group, unless it's like a beginner class, I'll do that like for like 40, 45 minutes. Um, I think that my information was a little like, if I'm going to critique myself, you know, I'm always trying to grow. I'm always trying to work on stuff. So, um, I, I had a hard time balancing the beginners and the ad, more advanced people. So, um, just to make sure that the class was full, I invited some of the brigade like friends, like fireman Eric was there. What? Um, Chris, the brewer guy was there that like the guy that we did our hosted our event in 2018. Chris he Brown. Came. Chris lesson? Brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not the, Chris not Brown. the scandalous guy. N- not, not the wife beater <laughs> singer guy. Um, and yeah and then like one of my students my actual current students so all my all my one-on-one students that show or take lessons with me are always invited to go to group classes for free so like those guys came um one of my students two of my students came 
and like my students have heard me talk about this subject all the time is building four four steps to building good drum fills or creative drum fills so this is like one of my fundamental teachings that i teach in all of my lessons with my private students so i was like you know trying to balance like my students feeling like like you know if they're like a kid they feel like they're obligated to be there they're not viewing this as like a extracurricular stuff you know like it's optional it's just for fun if you want to join and get some extra lesson get an extra lesson this week you're welcome to but we have considered all this stuff so anyways i had a few like first time people that have never sh never signed up for anything with drum brigade sign up and i had like a few that like we're just like they know all about it and then i like they know about my teaching like my style of teaching and then there's some that just like this is really advanced or this is like they're really advanced so they may not be thinking about this concept but they can like get to the end goal like basically if i'm like here's how to build creative drum fills and then i'm like okay so i'm starting with like a very simple drum fill they're kind of like yeah, but this is too easy for me. You know how those those kind of students are? But you're like, yeah, but I'm teaching you a concept here so that you can build in your own way, you know? And yeah. so I was having a little bit of a hard time finding the balance between a very first-time beginner and like an advanced guy. And so I normally can do like a pretty good job. Like with Chops and Coffee, I I, I used to have to do that. Like give like an advanced version of what I'm teaching. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, so stay in this like beginner slash intermediate zone, but then be like, Hey, you advanced guys, instead of trying like eighth note triplets, do this as 16th note triplets, you know, or like if it's, you know, or something like that. So that was like, we moved that caused the, the group class to kind of move a little fast because I was just trying to keep up with the advanced guys and not bore them to death. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to keep people interested also in rejoining the next group class or joining up for like a monthly uh, group class thing, you know, and, and do it like every, every week. So yeah, it, it worked out great where everybody was stoked on it. They were all like, yeah, man, that was really cool. Some cool concepts. And then I, once I stopped recording, I stayed for a few extra minutes with them and just showed them some other ideas on how to do it. But then I felt kind of bad because I was like, man, we did move kind of fast. So if this was like somebody who's like, I want to learn how to play drum fills and they join this class and I'm like talking about like I'm moving super fast. Mm -hmm. So I recorded another one that's like probably like 30 minutes. I recorded a beginner simplified version of it. Nice. And so I think that worked out a little bit better. And then I sent it to some of the guys who were beginners and they really were like, Oh, thank you so much. This is awesome. You know? So it's cool. It, it worked out. I mean, I think at this point, like it wasn't a, like I, I shoot for the moon when I do these things. Right. And like, so I was like hoping for like 30 students. <laughs> that, that like lets me have like that gets me that gives me like sets me up for a huge letdown you know and i shouldn't do that but like you know just being honest that's where i'm at like i'm like dude i like i don't like i don't have work right now so i can do some more creative things 
and I've, I've wanted to do group classes for so long. I want to actually transition to only doing group classes, but, um, you know, so I just keep working on it and hopefully I'll reach my goal with that, um, soon. But, um, yeah, it, it is really fun. It's a lot of pressure, but it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And, um, it's really hard when a lot of your buddies are in the, the class and, you know, I don't know, you're trying to teach them, teach them a thing or two. <laughs> but that they had a, it i think it went well i think it went okay and um and then even after the fact i still have people that are like hey man can i still sign up for your group class like i didn't get a chance to do it last week but can i like i had a guy yesterday that was just like can i still like buy the course and i'm like yeah and so i was able to send him both the beginner and the regular version that's right so, it's cool. Anyways, I'm doing another one this week. Um, it's just beginning beginner. It's it's going to be a beginner lesson, but it's um, just learning how to read um, sheet music, like learning how to read music on your first lesson. You'll be able to be, you'll be reading at least comfortably reading snare music on your first lesson. And we'll be covering drum set too. So, so um, there's like an A and B I should divide that into two lessons, but if it's a group class, I'll just do one lesson. And um, yeah, we'll keep it simple on that one though. It's not going to be advanced, but if you're an advanced guy and you don't know how to read, then this will still be a good um, lesson for you. So um, that's going to be happening Thursday, I think at five o'clock. Six o'clock was a little late. Thursday, five o'clock, it's on Zoom. And if you guys don't want to, um, you can't make it at that time, you can still get the archive version of it. You just won't be able to like ask questions, you know, or, you know, I always try to save a few minutes after for questions and, you know, all that stuff. Um, and I, I kind of want this one to be more of a participation. That was one of the things that I didn't do right that I wanted. I covered too much information. I should have done like one half of this lesson, half, you know, like a, a, a B part of this lesson, which is more advanced because I would like to set up my lessons for um, participation at the end. Like, like yeah. we, yeah, like we come, we we're working on like some ideas, but I'm demonstrating ideas, but then I want to be like, what's your idea? Go around the room. Yeah. And that, that helps with the like acceptance camaraderie stuff. You don't have to feel embarrassed to share. Yeah. It'd be cool. It's tough with the online though, right? I still have struggles sometimes with families not, not being able to have sound or, you know, like where it automatically filters out the drum sound. Like, dude, I go through that every day. You sometimes know, every it's the headphones, dude. Sometimes the headphones have noise canceling in them that their mic is in or whatever. (laughs) I have one student where his drums are so loud and distorted, no matter what it's like, it's so it's like it sounds so bad and then i have some another kid where it's always canceling out his drums always and i'm like hey can you go into your settings and i'm like trying to get it i'm just like forget it just forget it but i've been using i've been really just kind of going through the information for live uh live in person but on zoom Mm -hmm. not in not in person i mean on online and I've just been kind of trying to use my eyes instead of my ears, like see them do it. Yeah. There's just ways around it, man, that you yeah. just, you're not going to get a perfect sound. You're not going to be able to play together, you know, and I'll just like, if we're playing a song, I'll just like mute them and watch while we're playing, you know, but dude, I have to say like for my lessons, I use a lot. I use a lot of like, we all use books and like 
online resources and stuff like that. Um, I've talked to you about it before and like, but I, dude, I use, I use Drumeo for some, like, I don't use really Drumeo for lesson plans, like lesson curriculum. But if you're teaching your students songs, like Drumeo is so worth it for that. Just that alone, it is so worth it for that because they have like tons of songs, dude, like especially like rock songs. They have tons and tons and tons of songs that are already pre-transcribed. And then they have, I, I can't tell you guys how long, like how much time I've spent like trying to transcribe beats on the fly or transcribe fills on the fly. And it takes up a lot of time, mm-hmm. but you can see this, like it's written out and then it's a full transcription of the song. There's like a, like the line that like follows along as you hit play. So it plays, it plays exactly where you are on the, the song. Not only that, you can slow down the song or speed it up. You can solo just like one part of the song. Like if you want to loop like a drum fill that you're working on, you can loop that and play it over and over again endlessly. Um, and then also like now they have a new feature where you can click another button and it completely takes the drums away. And now it's just still a full transcription, but it's no drums. So you're playing along to this, your favorite song with a full transcription with a, like a, I don't know what that's called, like a reader thing that follows along where you're, what exactly you're playing. Yeah. Like a playhead. Um, playhead. Yeah. And, um, man, it's so you can play it. You can play it with a click. It's so, so, so useful. I can't even say that enough. Like a lot of people hate on Jared Falk and like hate on Drumeo and they say it's corny and you're not learning a lot of stuff. And it's true. There is a lot of stuff like that's just like pointless, but there is like some very useful things on there. It's really worth it for me. I mean, it seems like like a mind-boggling amount of resources at the minimum. Yeah, that they have like all the with, between all the videos and all the printed stuff you're talking about, and like play along. Right. I, I, they have play along songs too that are just like not even real songs. They're just like you can challenge yourself on like you can hear like I don't know like Ari Honig or something play a song and then you can have like play that song as a play along, you know? And like, there's a lot of stuff. Like there's also a lot of lessons on there too, like full on lessons. But I used to get really intimidated by that. Like, I don't want my students to go on there because then they're going to like, just maybe sign up for Drumeo cause it's cheaper. And like, there's all these resources, but I'm like, it's not really like that. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're working with a private teacher, you know, there's specific things for your needs and, you know, on Drumeo, they can't look at you and be like, oh, okay, here's what you need to work on. Or you're holding your sticks wrong or try it like this. Let's do this. You know, like there's a, there's a big difference of working with a private teacher or even in a group class. Um, then, then like, I don't know, just watching videos on Drumeo. It's the same thing with Mike Johnston. Mike Johnston is a great, great, great teacher that one of the best, probably the best teacher out there, but for online resources and stuff, it's really great, but like, it's still not a private teacher, you know? So anyways, um, yeah, I, I, they don't pay me for that. I'm not like, uh, I subscribe to Drumeo. I pay for my, my thing, uh, my subscription. And I also like, I mean, I pay for a lot of different ones though. There's a few that I pay for with Mike Johnston. I just like, I've bought books. There's some local teachers, like the drum mantra is a really good one that I really love. 
I use some of those concepts in my lessons too. Um, there's a lot of great teachers. There's a lot of great resources for us now. You know, before you used to have to go through like a book, you know, go through <laughs> yeah. the syncopation book or go oh through, you know. Yeah, but YouTube didn't even exist. Yeah. So and Spotify, so now, you had to go buy CDs or like hear it on the radio. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and there, that's and the thing though. Private that, lessons. <laughs> I, I do think there is something to being able to transcribe on your own. And like, I want my students to learn that too. That's something that I don't often work on. Yeah. Um, and like, but it is a really good resource. And I, I can't even tell you, like some of my students, there's one student that I had that did not get reading. He could not understand it. And I was like trying to teach him it's trying like it's just a weird like there was a, a disconnect where he was like learning how to play drums well but whenever i'd pull up sheet music and be like see look at here like it's like on a grid and like whatever i'd talk about it there was a disconnect and then finally one day it just clicked it just clicked where he's like oh that's what it means i'm like yeah that's what i've been trying to tell you you just <laughs> haven't been listening and now he's one of those kids where he can't play it unless he can see it Nice. You know, and so, and a lot of my students love when we get to song practice, um, they're, they love their sight reading They're They love it. And they're picking up stuff where I'm like, I can't believe you, you got that. Like there's a subtle, like symbol crash or something that they're getting and they're not missing it. Yeah. So it's helping them all. It's, that's a really good resource, man. I can't say that enough. It's really, and they have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've subscribed to Drumeo for a long time and um, they've really kind of refined it now because they didn't have all that stuff before, but they've, yeah, it's really good, man. It's really good. And some stuff I've like, I've tried to transcribe and I've been like spot on. And then there's some t times where I'm like, Oh, I'm like way off, you know, or like, this is, Oh, this is what they're, this is what I was trying to write, you know? But so, yeah. Yeah, um, dude, I'm obsessed with that. That uh, well, I wouldn't say obsessed, but I really love that Groove Scribe feature. On uh, yeah, dude, it's it's such a game changer for for all my students. It's insane. Like I can, I I've just been amassing like a massive amount of transcribed beats and different exercises and things where I just mm -hmm. I have the link in a note, you know? Yeah, and. Um, if you don't know what Groove Scribe is, it's it's a Mike Johnston thing, but it's a it's basically oh, yeah. an, it's an online notation program for drums, and you can you can notate something on there, and mm -hmm. um, you know it'll play it back, and it has a tempo slider, and mm -hmm. it just loops it. Whatever you write out, you can like make a a bunch of measures. It has some limitations, you know. There's only two toms that you can access, and you know certain mm -hmm. dynamic things you can't do, but for a lot, for a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff you can get. Uh, I mean, it even has a swing slider. Like you can oh, yeah. adjust the amount like of that. swing. And and then you you can save it and send it <clears throat> as a link. And as long as the student has that link, it'll open every time. You oh, know? that's cool. And they can mess it up. They can write their own thing. And then if they hit that link again, it'll just reset it to where, where it was. And I'm just like, you know. I'm so it's so sick because now I don't have to keep track of all my transcribed beats and stuff. Then be like, well, let me find this one. I think I wrote it out once. And yeah, <laughs> dude, I go through that. I just send them a I, link, uh, and if they can hear it, they can see it, and and I don't know. It's just 
That's been great. I love that. I I I was think I got that one confused with a different one. I there's one I used on my computer that you have to know all the shortcuts and stuff. And once you learn it, it's really good. But I would I would try to write something. You know, you like you try to write something and it it's like you just need to do it really quick, you know, just just like sometimes you're just like let me just write it like let me just write it on like sheet music instead of trying to use a device yeah. and i'd spend like there's times where i'd spend you know 45 minutes trying to watch a youtube video on how to make how to like write triplets on this thing because i couldn't figure it out <laughs> you know and it's just like dude i just like it's waste a lot of time so i i did know some of the shortcuts and i forgot them now but they have their way of doing it it was really useful though because you could do anything like you could write ghost notes in you can write you know anything that you need to do where some of them are limiting but i've used i write music it's an app on my ipad i've used that for years and it's just because it still is very limiting um but i've used it for years and years and years and now i just know how to use it so i just use that one dude i you should know. share you on my note is and it then, is that one that you're using free yeah and what, the kids, really students can use it yeah it's just like and it's What's so it called? groove score groove scribe groove groove scribe yeah and it's it's totally free it's i mean it's so easy to map out things like when you have it you you click edit mode uh -huh. and whatever subdivision you're working in and you know if you're in 16th notes it just has like a grid of dots that you can put fill oh. in the dot for you know the hi-hat or you can switch oh, to ride great fill in whatever snare strokes you want you can make ghost notes and accented snares oh my goodness and uh, whatever kick you know if you if there's any left foot stuff and then um <clears throat> you just hit the you know close or you switch to view mode and then it gets rid of all those dots and just looks like sheet music yeah um and it's really easy to duplicate so like if you have three measures of the same thing and then something different in the fourth or whatever you can just like write the first measure copy 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 and then write another measure and then it's done and it's so wow. fast it's so <laughs> it's so easy that's cool but I've, um, I've already got a bunch of stuff in there that i could i could share your a note with you on and it's like i, I was using your uh 50 ways to leave you lose your lover or whatever yeah 50, 50 ways, ways to leave, leave your, your lover. lover yeah dude that i was took using me, that last week i took me like less than five minutes wow i've been that using that all week last week with with some of my more advanced students it's, <laughs> it's hard though because i like i want to keep it modern you know but that's an iconic beat and i always say tell my students they should know iconic like they should know the halftime shuffle they should know a funky drummer that's one of them that they should know like you yeah. know um and so but i never really i never really thought about it because it's like it's a great song in the verse and then as soon as it hits the chorus i'm like i'm out this song sucks yeah it goes to cheese <laughs> cheese town yeah <laughs> but like it's also very old and there's like new songs you know and like i'm like should i be teaching more newer songs or like more pop kind of songs you know but again it's iconic it's an iconic beat I mean, regardless, it's good for them to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, that's like know, a super I've, interesting, like, um, broken up groove where you use your left hand and your left yeah. foot for certain strokes. And there's like rolls and, and dynamics. And it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those songs where like the drum beat is such an important part of that song. Like if yeah. there's any other drum part, no, nah, no one would right. care. <laughs> yeah. 
Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Um, you, Can you hear that? The thumping? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry to get into it just so abruptly, but this has been going on for years. Man. And now I don't have a studio, so I've been doing my stuff at home trying to film. Mm. Dude, this week I was filming like these, I filmed these they'll eventually be um courses that you can buy um on our website um but it's it's gonna take some time dude you you guys hear this in the background right you guys can hear this well i'm probably gonna get rid of it i have <laughs> dude leave it in there well let me tell you i've got well i guess i could leave it in there but i have this like amazing audio repair program so if nice. you ever have something that's particularly nasty and you just can't deal with it but you can't you don't have time to do a different take just let me know and i can i could probably get rid of it i might be sending you some video audio okay yeah uh can you get rid of likes i mean i could i could (laughs) you could edit them out (laughs) every time we say like it can just erase it (laughs) okay so (laughs) okay i have a full-on everything that i had at the studio i have in my little apartment now except for i'm not using acoustic drums i'm using electronic drums or a practice pad but green screen black screen i don't i'm borrowing lights i don't have my own lights yet but i'll get some eventually uh i set up everything dude uh, on on like friday i think it was did my whole day thursday did my whole day and I'm, I'm telling my wife, yeah, I'm, I need to get to a place to where I can film some stuff. Even if it's not a complete thing, I just need to take on this task so I can get the ball rolling because I'm trying to archive a bunch of, you know, purchasable courses that people can take. And, uh, so I'm doing this green screen thing. These, I do these warmups with, with, they're just simple drum warm-up videos or challenges with green screen. It makes it super interesting for anyone playing. And it's one of my like concepts that I really love. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that on another podcast, but uh, long story short, like I'll do something where I have this, I, this concept that goes with coaching. Okay. Um, you have to be able to take your mind off of what you're doing so that you can do it naturally. So, it's like if we're practicing fundamentals every day for months and months and months, when we get to a gig, we're not thinking fundamentals, we're just playing, but we're naturally playing what we've been working on. 
So mm-hmm. we've shut our brain off to do that, right? Yeah, like it's be- um, just become part of your natural language. Yeah, muscle memory. By yeah. the way, you can still hear them. They're sliding stuff around upstairs. You hear this? It's crazy. Well, now it's quiet, but <laughs> I'm getting to it. Just wait your, w- just hold your horsies, everyone. All right, so, <laughs> so I like to film everything with a green screen. I talk about what we're going to do. Once we start doing it, then I try to have the view be something else. So like you're looking at like something like you're it's green screen. So we're playing, I call this the, um, the portal we're in the portal and it's like, one of them is like a space station. It's just like you're <laughs> walk, you know, one of them, I have one of them. That's like a really hard, um, thing like warm up. It's like four paradiddles, two paradiddle diddles, one paradiddle. So like, Paradiddle, 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 diddle, paradiddle, diddle, paradiddle. Then you switch to your left. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, that's kind of complicated for younger students or beginners. And then that one, you're on a roller coaster. Like the, the seriously, <laughs> like the drum pad is the front of the roller coaster. So they're looking at the roller coaster and they're not thinking about what they're playing, and that helps them to get the muscle memory going. It's a concept. You guys should try it out. All right. Anyways, so I'm filming like as many of those warm up challenges, chop builders, whatever I can on Thursday night. So first of all, the house is quiet. It's like dusk. It's creating the ambiance, you know, setting up the green screen. Like this isn't just hanging out like the studio where I just pull the screen down and I'm ready to go. It's like, I have to set it up. I have to try to get the wrinkles out because it's a cloth thing. I, have to go and get the practice pad out of the shed in the background and find a snare stand. I have to get the lighting set up. I have to make sure I can plug everything. And this is complicated, Phil. It's mm-hmm. complicated. Just that is an hour long process. <laughs> I put the screen up. It's like wrinkled to kingdom come. I don't have a steamer yet and I can't afford to buy one. So I try to use the iron when the iron is like the cable is kind of like janky. So it doesn't always turn on. Oh, no. So then I try to get the steam going on the iron where I'm like holding the plug so that it heats up enough. <laughs> There's steam. I start trying to steam the backdrop, but it's just <laughs> dripping water all over it just <laughs> dripping water just drip marks all over it okay i'm like this is not working so i'm like forget it by the time i get going the drips will be dry wrinkles will just have to work with set up the lights get in position put my click on film a couple i start filming that's when my neighbors just decide they're going to vacuum the entire house above us so you're like the whole time I'm doing it. I'm like, dude, like screaming loud. Then I hear chairs like across. Like it's like a like my my metronome's going on and I'm like flam tap, flam tap, flam tap. Like across the floor. I'm like, dude, seriously. So I stop it, wait a few minutes, hit Hit the metronome. Deet, doot, deet, doot, deet, doot, deet, doot. Hit record. Vacuum. I'm like, oh. you guys, seriously, like, seriously, no one was making any noise five minutes ago until I finally got all of this set up and ready to go. And now it's just World War Three upstairs. <laughs> like, first of all, like, 
Okay, there's like two little kids. Hold on a second. Hold on. Don't stop it. Just hold on. Okay. Hold on, Phil. (laughs) I can no longer see Corey. You hear them? No, I don't hear him. Right now, I'm hearing little footsteps running back and forth from this side of my roof to that side of my roof. Little footsteps. Running back and forth. There's like baby rhinoceroses upstairs. Okay. It's not cute, Phil. It's not cute. (laughs) There's baby rhinoceroses. And then the dad and the mom are both adult rhinoceroses. I don't think they know how to walk around normally. Hmm. You should buy them some rugs. <laughs> I wish I could buy them like marshmallow sole shoes. But then <laughs> have you ever heard of like little felt little things that go on the bottom of the chairs? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm firmly against sliding furniture on wood floors that doesn't Dude, have those. It's You have to pick it up. Are you going to scratch? This it makes 20? noise and it scratches the floor. This is 24 hours a day, dude. It's 24. Dude, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night to pee. And I'm like, you guys hear this? They're banging. They're just banging Uh, right now. I think your Zoom noise filtering is doing its job. If you guys were here and could hear this, (laughs) and it's only because I decided to do a podcast in my living room today. Dude, it's absurd, Phil. (laughs) It, just, it, it's like there's no rhyme or reason ever to it, ever. It's just dun, 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 dun. like I've, I've told my students, my students have been like, dude, what is that? And I'm just like, I know, dude, my neighbors are just super loud. Like I have two drum sets in there. I should just set up real drum sets, put the electronic drum sets away. Let's set up some full on real drum sets and like, let's kick it off. You guys want to know what it's like? <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. Oh, man. That I'm sounds... really not trying to hear that right now. That sounds frustrating. Filming a podcast. Recording a podcast. Oh. And now I'm going to have these stinking video lessons with chairs and vacuuming in the background. What can I do? I can't could, do anything. I can get rid of it. Just got to make do with what I have, Phil. And it's mm-hmm. already like I'm using a practice pad. So it's our, and it's not really mic'd or anything. It's just a mic on the camera. So like I'm not that advanced anymore. Like I used to be really advanced with my video recording, but you know we're making do with what we got. It's gonna be good. I'm not trying to minimize what I'm doing. It's gonna be good, Phil. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's irritating. It's irritating, man. Yeah, and you're you can't mute your input, right? Mute my input. Well, because you use those robo drums. So those aren't picking up the noise. It's just your talkback mic. Oh, yeah. No, I can do that. But but like if I'm recording a warm up or something in front of a green screen, it's just a practice pad. You know, I'm not really I thought about trying to get use the electronic snare and all that. It's really, really complicated to do. Okay, probably doable. But you got to think about yeah, it still has to plug into the brain and then plug into the drum. And if I'm doing it away from the drum set, or if I want to move the drum set, it's not like just moving a kick drum out of the way. It's like disconnecting the wires. Yeah. Like, no, and there's it. hanging wires everywhere. You know, it's like, and the way these drums work, it's, it isn't one, like one quarter inch plug that plugs into the snare and then a quarter inch that plugs into the brain. 
It's like the brain has it it has its own plug-in like input thing. It's like oh. it's like plugging in a computer. It's like a snake or some snake. kind of thing that yes. consolidates all the channels. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Which sucks because if one of those pins go out, I feel like your whole thing could be jacked up, but I don't know. You have to buy the whole snake again. Uh, seems um, like they're they're really well made though. Yeah, I don't I don't use them um outside though like i think if i was using them live i would have to have two different snakes just in case mm. um you know or backup brain mm. it's dangerous you know, it's something you don't think about man it's a yeah. dangerous situation if your brain dies and you like are only using electronic drums for a live situation <laughs> i haven't had that ever happen i'm just saying um someone would probably still say that you're too loud yeah <laughs> Yeah, the sound men coming up to me. Can you guys just turn it down? Just, like, I'm like, you're just can like, you turn it down? You're like 60% too loud. <laughs> I love it when they give you a percentage. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Can you just dial it back by like 20%? Somebody 30%. says that to me. <laughs> Somebody says that to me. I'm like, yo, you better, you better rethink how you just asked me that because I'm not going to, like, no, we're not talking like that. You're not going to tell me what I am. That's not how it works with me. Uh, dude, I know how to play quiet. I think it would be fun. Now, hear me out. I know you, you've you got your whole group lesson format dialed, and you're doing awesome stuff. But I, while you were talking about it, thought it would be really fun to do one together. Like yeah. Both of us, and just like kind of have it be like a casual you know, we could have our, our main themes that we'd be going over, but mm-hmm. also have it be kind of casual and fun and like, you know, like I've been thinking hang, that for years, hanging with us and then like working on some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about that for years. I really, really, really want to do a camp, man. I really want to do a camp. That'd be so like, fun. I have this idea for this camp that is a little bit more creative and a lot less just drum camp. Yeah. But more for like little guys that and and we can build our drum set like out of like buckets and trash cans and build instruments and decorate them how we want and learn how to play drums. That'd be fun. Something I'm really work really wanting to work on and then perform somewhere with like kind of like Blue Man Group, but like you know how Blue Man Group's like really creative. It's not just drums. Oh, it's a whole it's stage like, production. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And it's like out out of the box, like, you know drum related instruments you know and like Percussive that kind of stuff, stuff would be so cool to to build and have them be creative and come up with new ideas for how to get different sounds and something that i would like to work on it's just where and how to do it and then in the summertime i'm always touring so it's also another thing of like when am i going to be home to do it you know yeah true so, oh next um, time you go on tour you should grab photos of every audience from your drum kit and then use those as lesson backdrops too. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. I, um, I thought about that. Um, I, so <laughs> it's funny. Like we went to, um, we went to Balboa park the other day for just, um, you know, we we're looking for like some free interact free, um, or very, cheap museums to go to we just wanted to go on a date and we 
and it, it didn't end up being like what we thought we didn't really go we got there too late so we didn't get to you know and we were having we we're we we're a lot of personal things going on with my family right now so we were um just trying to get away have some time and um we spent some time talking and just like me and my wife just had like a drink and hung out and then we started going walking around and checking out some of the museums like there's there's a lot of like cultural museums that are free that you can see like different cultures there's like a filipino one there was um like a house that they have decorated like filipino style there's one that was puerto rican style there's one that was like mexican peruvian i think there's like all kind of israeli there's like so many cool things and you walk in and it's like there's like things that are you know you can use or that are that uh, go with that culture and stuff like that so really really cool stuff anyways we walked into this one thing and it just said like free museum so we walked in they just got our email or information or whatever and then we walked in it was the worst museum i've ever seen phil no offense to them it was free it was terrible dude it's like paper mache objects that were so poorly done with like plants growing but there's no sunlight down there it was like downstairs so it was just like dead plants like plants dying we were like we don't get it i don't get it i'm like this is i get the artistic endeavor but i don't get this and so then i started my mind started racing like it always does and i'm like dude wouldn't it be really rad like if somebody like that can get the funding to do that poorly of a job with like a museum exhibit wouldn't it be cool to do something like drum brigade related like like maybe not the history of drums but like the drummer's experience you know give people the opportunity to experience like 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 playing drums or hitting remember how we had this idea years ago of like doing a show where you know other drummers can set up like a groove but everyone can participate and then you can like even in the audience people uh -huh. can like walk up to like an electronic device that you hit and it makes a noise and it contributes to the whole thing or like you hit this button and it makes a cool noise that contributes to the drum experience yeah and then everybody gets to participate and that's the whole thing of feeling accepted and belonging and all of that Get, using drums to help people to feel like they're a part of this i was like what if there was like this experience like where we could have electronic drums and we can have real drums and electronic percussion and like all the stuff where you can put your headphones on. And there's also some stuff that like maybe a little bit of history of like, or featuring, I started thinking, what if we like featured like one or two drummers maybe that are like, you know, we can have their drum set on display and talk about what they've done and like who they are. And but like not like do it for real like the real true drum experience and then i was like what if we did like a vr experience where you could like put on your vr headset and sit behind the drums of like and somebody actually playing and oh, then man. use like the porter and davies thing where you can feel the vibrations of the actual stage yeah and like feel what it's like to be behind the drums at Coachella or feel what it's like to be behind the drums in an arena or feel what it's like to be behind the drums at a little club. But anyways, for a random person to like sit there and like air drum, put drumsticks in their hands and air drum and feel the vibrations on their, their tushy with the, with the Porter and Davies and a VR experience. That'd be cool. 
dude, who yeah. wouldn't want to do that? Dude, and you could get multi-tracks. So if you do it with, like if you do it with your band or mm -hmm. one of your bands or something, you could get, and if you recorded all the, all the, the line levels, or I mean, you know, the, yeah. the direct mics and lines and everything, and then you can make a mix without the drums in it, and it could be like they're playing along. Yeah. There's a lot of technology. With, man, that could be cool. There's a lot of technology with like guys with with drums now. Like there's those air drum things where you put your they they they're little sensors that go on your shoe and uh, and then you're playing air drums like sticks. You're just playing like air drums basically, but you're still moving your feet, you're moving your 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 um sticks and they're triggering based off of your movement. Yeah. You know, you've seen those at Nam show. Uh-huh. Or there's obviously electronic drums. Um the Porter and Davies thing is huge, man. People, you know, or other people can stand on a stage and stand on that thing and feel what it's like to have that vibration yeah. travel through your body and like um you know, everybody's been to a concert, but no one sees it from our perspective. It's it's a truly unique perspective. Right. Being a, and mean, like especially the drums. The drummers that we know, you know, like we I mean, if that really if we really got funding and stuff for it, like we could get big name drummers, but yeah. but if we did like I, I'm telling you, like seriously, like don't steal our ideas, by the way, people, but yeah, um, we already registered them. We already yeah. registered it, and we, this is documented, so you can't. And if <laughs> if you don't, you have to pay us a royalty. So if you go through with it, so it's trademark. Um, just, just say trademark, Phil, and then we got it. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, but I'm saying like, I think there's been a lot of like drum history type of things, but Drum Brigade is not really about that. Like we're about people feeling that feeling that we feel and know and love. And if it's a drummer's experience where you can play play the drums, even people who don't know how to play drums can go in and like tap on drums in Guitar Center and love it. Yeah. If this is like encouraged, it encourages people to get back into drum or get into drums if you know how to play. And then like we can have like our dudes there that like volunteers or workers or whatever that can, you know, do that like drum circle experience that we've been talking about, you know, um, where we set like ghost note is a really good example of that. Like not the modern ghost note where, you know, uh, spud is playing organ or whatever. I'm talking about like their first album where it was just real infectious, like set up a groove percussion all over it. And then it's just like, it just goes places it's kind of like a drum circle, but more hip than that. Not so hippie ish, you know? Yeah. Um, and have different things where people can just walk up and like jump in, you know, and play, you know, or like, you know, teach them something on the, along their journey of this, this experience. And then they get to like the drum room where they're all jamming out and playing and, you know, do like, do like, you know, how there's like, you go to these things and there's like different scheduled shows and then you go in and everybody can just perform and practice. And I mean, not um, play together and it becomes this experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have too many ideas, man, but that would be a good one. We could do it, especially if you go, if you do, you could do like a studio version where you, if you get like a band and you go in the studio and everything's isolated, mm. that could be cool too. If Doing like, a studio session. Yeah, yeah like specifically for that idea and just like record like five songs or something and then be able to drop out any one, you could drop out any one instrument and you could film yeah. half cameras in every room. So it'd be, you could, 
it could be like an experience for a bass player or a guitarist or singer or drummer. It'd be like the ultimate like recording karaoke experience yeah. or whatever, <laughs> whatever you uh, want to call it. The hardest part would be um, you just have to set up a 360 camera. Like you can either set up a 360 camera on on somebody for 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 virtual reality, but yeah. you can either set it up above their head behind them or like set it up maybe like in front of the bass drum or like something like that where it it can um that would it would have to work with somebody with, on that to get a, a true perspective yeah but it doesn't you know like for me like i could wear like a chest thing chest gopro you know or something but um i i gotta if if, if i'm gonna do something like i can film a bunch because i'm playing like nothing but festivals this this season um cool. in europe that would be cool to do like you know and but think about the drummers we know too man like yeah. getting tosh for his like tour season oh man that'd be cool and like um you know tosh getting because he has like such crazy infectious drums like playing playing wise but you don't have to even you know just just to sit where he sits and see this massive crowd and feel the vibrations would be such an experience you know you gotta get one of those head mounted cameras for him though because he doesn't wear shirts yeah well you can't that's quite an ask like for drummers to be like yo can you wear this like headgear while you're playing <laughs> like don't worry you'll look super cool doing it like <laughs> uh um anyways, one more do one more that you should do though would be like an intimate club where it's just filled with total snobs that are just judging you harshly you know just like that would be interesting folded like steel yeah. face like <laughs> like That's, i'm not impressed well, and that should do you could use that one for all your advanced students because that's that's the stuff that <laughs> you gotta work on when where... you're playing on stage and you're like getting in your head just watching people watch you with that face like <laughs> we walk in you there's like maybe there's one where you have to like wheel a cart down like a steep ramp <laughs> finally get in there you almost lose control and then you're immediately faced with like like somebody telling you what you can't do so you walk in and they're immediately like that looks like it's going to be too loud oh be you know the, what I mean? the corey soapbox experience like this the soapbox room yeah. the worst then, wedding then, load in ever yeah and then you like set up they're asking you to play like i don't know sweet caroline or something uptown funk uptown yeah. funk is just like on repeat in the room oh my god and it then sounds like then, my worst nightmare then you then you go over to the corner there's a table but then somebody's like no you know you can't eat in here you're like this is for the guests then you have to go outside it's cold it's dark and then that's another room and it's mm -hmm. cold and dark and then they give you something but then you're like they're like by any chance are you a vegetarian and you're like yes i am and they're like we don't have any vegetarian food and then they just give you like chicken yeah there's meat on everything sorry <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then you come back to your drums and there's like several several ladies with um calamari grease drenched fingers yes, just like just touching your all your cymbals <laughs> yeah there's a karen playing your drums and then all of them have their drinks on your snare and your floor tom or they're like almost spilling on your drums that's a that's the real drummer experience dude that's the real that's the museum right there we should just give people like the real experience dude See, don't you miss all the? I know you haven't, you haven't had many of those gigs this this week, but 
I mean, you, I'm trying to get out of those gigs. That's why I'm like learning how to trade, man. I didn't even talk to you about that. Hold on. Let me check my trading. Oh, it's still bad. Corey's about to buy a Lambo because he's like a big time stockbroker now. I'm not a stockbroker. That's be above, above me. Well, um, you're like the wolf of Wall Street, right? Isn't that a thing? I'm learning. I'm learning how to be a, they're called retail traders. I'm learning how to be a retail trader. What is it? I'm uh I'm uh so it's in it's called I'm trading in the forex market. So forex is like foreign exchange. And um it is very very <laughs> it's a ride, Phil. It's a ride. Um uh, but I'm not doing it for real yet. I'm just on a demo account and um uh, but they, the way that it works is um these days it's easy to get into trading. No, it's not easy to get in trading. Like especially for musicians. Musicians want quick like quick, fast money. Everybody these days want quick, fast money. That's why there's like this social media, you know, thing of like, people don't want to work anymore or they don't want to learn anything anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it can be very like rewarding um, if you know how to do it. And there's a lot of different strategies and a lot of different stuff. So like about a few months ago, my brother-in-law started telling me about it and he's been doing it for years. And I didn't even know what it was. Like, I was like, what's Forex trading? Like, what's, what's a retail trader? Like, what is, what is any of this? He starts talking about all this lingo. Like, he's just like, you just got to like catch some pips and like you're in a sell position and you got to like, you know, I'm like, what are you even talking about? And so there's all this stuff that you got to learn. So he got me like hooked up on this website where I started studying and reading about it and learning about it. And then after I like got a foundation of like what these things are, then I was like, okay, let's get on to a demo account so you can start practicing how to trade. Then I learned how to do that. And then now I'm learning strategies. But dude, like when you don't know what you're doing, it can be crazy. <laughs> and so it's like, and then also now you don't before you, like we dr musicians never got into trading before because it's always something like where you have to have a lot of money to get in. Like you have to have like $10,000 to lose. Right. And like, you have to be okay with like losing it. And for some of us, it's like, dude, if you even have a savings, it's like, that's all your savings, you know, maybe. So I'm like, dude, I've never been in that kind of position, yeah. you know? And I, and, um, but now it's, you can like also work with a broker, but you still have to put some money up front. So like you still have to put up your own money and then they like, it's like kind of, it's putting leverage. It's called leverage. So they'll like, if you're like, Hey, I'm going to put in 500 bucks and then they're like, okay, well we'll put in 5,000 bucks. So now you can do bigger trades. But then if you like lose their money, you also lose your money and then you still have to pay them. Mm. So like you have to be really good at what you're doing. But now there's like prop firms and stuff that you can work with that um, that you you still have to like buy into using their demo and then you have to prove yourself for like three weeks. But then you can use a, you can basically use their money and then they take a percentage. So instead of like instead of you putting in a certain amount and then leveraging a, a broker to give you more and then still having to like be in debt to them. Like if you work with a prop firm, they take a percentage of what you 
make. I get so it. So it's you, it's almost like you're an you become a trained employee to manage yeah. a a, pers- a a portion of their money. Exactly. And and I just don't understand what you're doing with the foreign exchange. Are you like buying are they so, buying stuff in one country and selling it somewhere else because there's essentially, a, a, yes. a good like exchange rate? And essentially, yes, that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're okay. you're like like you're buying pounds and then if the pounds go up, you make money. Or if they go down, you sell those pounds, you know, and then you get money. Like mm-hmm. you you get paid the difference. So like it's essentially like whenever you've exchanged money, like you know, like if I go on tour and I exchange you know, for euros, you see it fluctuating. Yeah. And, and it can be like really high when you do it or really low. You can make money when you turn back in your money, like, you know, but I never really thought about it. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's a trading market that is based on that. There's millions of people that do it. So there's a lot of money being like where, when the market goes high, people like want to sell at a high price, right? Like it's like if I buy a car and I, you know, it, I buy it for a high price or whatever, and then I buy it for a low price and then I can sell it when the market, like it's worth more. Or I guess a better example would be like a house, like the market goes up or the market goes down and you can buy your house for a low amount and then you can sell it for a higher price and make a ton of money. It's the same thing with that, but like on a much smaller scale. So retail brokers are, I mean, retail, um, retail traders aren't making like millions and millions of dollars like the banks are, or like, you know, a hedge fund company or something, but they're like, you're just, you, you can, it just depends on how much you're like going to, how many, how much of the money you're going to buy or you sell, you know, and you don't actually get that physical money. It's just, you're just making a trade. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah, you can do it for where like they take like 15%. So you can make like you can, and then you, you, you just get paid out like whatever, but you can also lose a lot of that money. So it's volatile. (laughs) It's very complicated. So what happens if, cause all right. So you buy into this, like to you're like, and then you're, you're, they're letting you throw their money around or whatever. And then, so what happens when you lose out? and you you go yeah. negative on whatever so if you reach a certain point then you blow your account and then you're just done then you have to like start over with them so you have to like pay their fee prove yourself for three weeks that you're like doing it or you have to prove yourself to make a certain amount or do it for three weeks and then during that time if you fail again then you have to do it you get one chance but you have to like do it over again Huh. So you have to basically re-sign up. So like if you fail, like then you they just keep your money, you know, and like you don't get it back. But they give you enough chances and then there's there's risk to reward too. Like there's there's you, there's low risk ways that you can do it. Like I haven't figured out that stuff yet. So my brother-in-law is like you can you can like try to gain or lose like 1%. So if you have like a $50,000 account and you're trying to make like a thousand bucks, that's only like one or half percent or something, you know, 1%, I think, I don't know. I, I'm not good at math. I should be very much better at math right now, but I also <laughs> haven't eaten anything and I need more coffee. Um, there's, okay, so there's low risk. Like you have to like really, really lose and you can get out before it's too late for that. You just take the loss and like get out. But what I'm saying is there's also a thing um, that's called a stop loss. So 
basically when you when you get into a trade it you're already at a loss right and then you're hoping like if like if i'm gonna sell sell i'm sorry if i'm gonna buy it's gonna go up we're hoping that it goes up okay but if it starts going down i can set a stop loss that if it hits a certain amount then it'll just take me out and i'll just count my losses so you can you can set that like where because if it just goes down 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 you can get like thousands of dollars into the the hole but if you're like, hey, I can lose like 200 bucks, then you can put a stop loss at like 200 bucks, you know, and then it'll just take you out automatically. But then you can also, that's like a safety net. So you can like ride it all the way to the moon and then get out when you've made like thousands of dollars if you want. Hmm, okay. It's complicated, I know. But so no, I haven't I really it. learned too much about stop losses. I did learn about it and I set one this morning, but it messed me up. But I got in in the morning there's it's so it's so complicated dude i'm telling you this <laughs> sounds like, like a lot <laughs> the the markets forex trading oh, is 24 hours to all week it shuts down on friday night though and then starts again i think on sunday morning but there's different currencies all over the world in different time zones and all that stuff so um that's why it goes 24 hours but like when the transition happens like when it's like the, the London office closes and the New York office opens or the New York market opens. There's like this weird transition in like, it, it, that's where it gets like up and down, like drastically. And that's uh. where people like either make or break. So I'm always thinking I should get up early and get into a trade and try to find out which direction it's going and then cash in. Dude, I did that this morning. Like I got up at like six 30 got in like within 10 seconds was already like losing like a hundred bucks. And then I got out and then Whoa. like got in another trade, lost a hundred and like 20 bucks, got out. And then I'm like, I'm obviously going the wrong direction. So I got in the other, like I got into a sell position thinking that the market is going to go down. Yeah, dude. I'll tell you right now I'm down $2,185. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It's not real money though, guys. It's not real money. This is a demo account. This is practice. So, You're so like, I'm riding this out. Yeah. yeah. I'm riding this out because it has to go in the opposite direction eventually because it's it's complicated, complicated the way it works where like the banks have to fill their void of it's all, it's all, there's all kinds of stuff that there's all kinds of reasons, but I'm trying to get used to like reading the charts and finding the strategies and doing all this stuff. So all the things that I thought I was doing right, I was obviously going in the wrong direction. So basically it's like this, like if I would have stayed where I was this morning when I was losing a hundred dollars and I got scared, I would have probably been up like $3,000 now. Huh? Okay. But like, instead I got scared, like, Oh, I don't want to lose a hundred bucks. And then I canceled that one, took the loss and then was like, I'm going to go in the opposite direction because it's going to obviously go down and I messed it all up. So now I'm, two thousand dollars in the hole <laughs> and i have to like it has to go all the way down it has to go like all the way down like it has to go in the opposite direction so much that like i have to make up that two thousand but then i i want to start making money off of it so like you don't want to just get to like where the two thousand is at zero now and then you cash out yeah, because then, then you haven't made anything you yeah. just rode this roller coaster all day and you didn't make anything 
So I want it to be in the opposite direction that much. You know what I mean? So dude, I this was the week where I was like, dude, I this is the week where I got to freaking like go hard so I can start doing this for real. And that's when I'm going to like do the prop firm thing and they'll just take a percentage so I can start actually having some income from this. Yeah, man, it sounds like not a whole ready world. Yet, though, Phil, dude, not ready yet. <laughs> not buying a Lambo today. Okay. Not today. It'll go it'll go back up right now. I'm doing it wrong. So what I should have done was set a stop loss and then just counted my 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 losses, you know, and traded some more tomorrow and made up for that. But instead, yeah. I'm riding it out until it goes in the other direction. So it'll either blow my whole account or it, I'll come out in the green. I'm like not I'm just riding it out all day, you know. Oh man. So <laughs> Yeah, dude. So it is stressful, but it's at least I'm I'm playing with like monopoly money right now. So there's been a couple times where I've been like trying to just like see how how quickly I can blow an account, like meaning just you're you've used up all your money, so I've gone in like with buying like way too much to see how quickly I can fail. And then it actually has helped me where I'm like, Oh, I actually made money, but it's cool in some ways where if you do it right, you can just get in and get out and like make a quick couple bucks, like a quick hundred bucks or, you know, and then if you want to like really have a strategy behind you and like, you know, have your uh, risk to be like minimal, you can get into ones where you can really like, you can ride it out for a long time and like really cash in. Hmm. Um, so uh, once I learn it, I'll, it'll be really good, but it is a process and it's so different from like what we're used to as musicians, you know, Yeah. where this is like all numbers and you're looking at charts and it's like very adult. <laughs> this has nothing <laughs> you know? to do with hitting things with sticks. No. And we're so used to just like, I do the gig, I get the money. You yeah. Know, that's it. This is like a fluctuation and, and like, how it's how just all kinds of things like all kinds of things like you know sounds yeah, like a it's lot. really crazy it is really it is a completely different way of thinking like really really different and now you see how guys with money that like trade in the like stock market and all that stuff are like this is what they're doing it's just a different market hmm. so stock market's different though because there's specific times and you really have you actually have to buy stock in a company and then hope that it goes up or it goes down. And there's like different strategies that you can play with that. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's crazy. Um, hey, my wife and I went to see Hepcat on, on a Saturday. What? Um, yeah, it was uh, really cool, man. They, they like put us on the guest list, full on, all access, parking included. Um, That's awesome. That was really cool. We got to have a date and, you know, even though like things are a little tight right now, we, um, we got to really enjoy ourselves. So man, shout out to those guys. It was really nice of them. And, um, I saw a lot of my old, you know, I've like played with Hepcat, um, you know, off and on here and there. So it was cool to see them from a different perspective because that's one of me and my wife's favorite bands. We had our first date to see them, I know. you know? Yeah. And so, um, so that's really cool. And then I saw some of my old bandmates, um, like a bunch of different, like some of the AgriLite guys were there and, um, I got to hang out with them, say hello. And, you know, and then some of the, some of the other guys that I've worked with over the years that I just grew up, I grew up, you know, listening to ska music and reggae music. And so I know a lot of people in that scene 
and stuff. And that's really cool to, to be able to hang out with them. And then like the dudes from the interrupters, um, the band from the interrupters, that band called the interrupters, they're, they're a pretty big band right now. Like they're on K rock and playing like big shows and stuff. Those dudes are cool, man. They're a great band too. They saw us going upstairs, trying to get into like the VIP table area and they were right behind us. And they're like, Hey, what's up, Corey? They're like, dude, if you guys don't have a table, you can just join us. And then they like just slapped VIP passes on us. And we hung out with them like the whole night at their table. Oh, nice. And um, they're super cool. Their drummer, um, Jesse's going to come on sooner or later. We'll, we'll get in touch with them. So did you get to go in the green room? I did. I was a Punisher too. I had beer. Did you? You were a Punisher? <laughs> I kept saying, I don't like to be a Punisher, you know, but I did want to say hi. And they were like, dude, you're like an honorary member of this band. You've played with us like more than you've come backstage to like hang out with us, you know? You're like, in that case, I'm going to just take no, all your beer, fool. Dude, I'm seriously so careful about that. Like I, I won't just grab a beer without asking. Yeah, and, right. Like, I won't. Dude, seriously, I won't like use the restroom without asking, you know, like, but there are, there was uh, like a lot of people back there that, you know, probably weren't invited, you know, but I was just talking to everyone. I just wanted to say hello. I was like, I want to let you guys get ready for the show, but like, yeah, I don't want to be a punisher. (laughs) And then after the show, I just hung out for a little bit and then I left. Nice. Good stuff though. That was like cool to go to a show and I danced Phil. What? Yeah, me and my wife were dancing. What kind of moves do you do? Oh, I'm breaking it down, Phil. You do the worm, don't you? <laughs> Sprinkler everything. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm out there. I'm out there when I dance. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just moving. moving you do that the thing music. where you, you get on top. I don't even know what you call it. You get on your the top of your head on the floor, and you like spin yeah. around in a circle. Oh, yeah. The whole place is just like, forget the show this guy this guy yeah he's breaking it down in the moonwalk you're just like yeah total expert at the moonwalk (laughs) the moonwalk yeah what are these 80s dances that you have dude (laughs) hey these are relevant dance moves okay the moonwalk spin head head spins you know i'm a professional dancer on the side dude yeah (laughs) no but we were you know we're just dancing that's our music man ska music is our music you know so that's what we're doing that's what we did it was fun man there's like the whole there's like a whole world of ska dance moves right yeah but not really anymore really it's called skanking skanking yeah yeah it's not really like that anymore i feel like you showed me videos before there's this is like Jamaican ska though, so it's like Jamaican music. It's like not really like how it was in the '90s, where dorks were like dancing in the streets. <laughs> in yeah, the '90s, man. when dorks were dancing in the streets. Yeah, I'm out there, Phil. When I'm there, I'm out there, bro. People are like, "Man, oh, this guy's a hey." When you while you've got extra time on your hands you should hit up my buddy kyer i know about the barn time thing i'm telling you you guys would have so much fun it would be a hit you we're guys- trying to book some shuffling bang gigs and my dad was trying to do this th- do this thing in Hemet, like at his um they have concerts there all the time there's tons of people from different countries and stuff that go to where he lives in his community mm. and he was trying to book like a jazz night 
And then I said, you know, it would be cool. I said, maybe we can have Funky Phil play with us or maybe Funky Phil's band can play with Whitney and they can do the blues thing. And then I feel like a blues night with us and like a blues band works better than us in a jazz band because we're, we, we play a little bit of blues, but like, um, we can play more, but you know, our music is kind of in that vein more than jazz, you know, it's jazz, but it's yeah. like danceable. Yeah. And but so not in I, a smooth jazz way. I was like, that might be a good lineup. Whitney Shea and us. That would be so fun. I could yeah, bring my, dude. my, my congas and play percussion. If you well, guys don't have a saying. guy for the night. Yeah. I was like, maybe Phil would play with us. And like, I'm like, maybe we could join forces or something like, you know, where I don't know, like, um, but I don't know. It's far away. San Hemet is far. A lot of San Diego musicians ain't going out there. Yeah, I probably if would. If Whitney's playing and Cornhoser's playing, Cornhoser, <laughs> I call him Cornhoser because corn my dad hoser. calls him Cornhoser. Cornhoser can play with us too. Oh, you're onto something. Yeah. People would dig it. People would really dig Whitney Shea out there. Maybe your horn players could play with us too. You know what's an idea? They have vintage, uh, is it vintage trade show or something? Like, they have something out there where it's like a vintage thing and it might be cool to do it then because yeah, That'd we're vintage and fun. you guys are vintage and all right, well, we'll think about that. Museums, like Forex market, yeah. like Lambo, vintage things. Like we're all over the place today. Little baby you know? rhinoceroses. Baby rhinoceros is just not, and by the way, completely quiet now because we're wrapping the show up. Yeah, we know. Okay, like, sounds like, like he's they about do this done. on purpose. <laughs> you know what's what's funny is those people like moved out, and they're like the kids of the actual people that live there. The actual people that live there are wonderful; they're super nice. But they're like the kids of the the people that live there. They moved out on their own. Oh, they so couldn't like the make adult, it on their own. The adult children. Yes, and then the grandchildren. Okay, the baby rhinoceroses are the grandchildren. Okay, they couldn't make it on their own. So they are back. It was so glorious. Like it was so glorious and nice for, for a minute there. It was just quiet and peaceful. And now I got freaking baby rhinoceroses upstairs. <laughs> Idiots. All right, Funky Phil. You know, it's been a show. I don't know if it's been our best show, but it's been a show. We're a little bit all over the place today. No, I'm all over the place today. But you know, are straight up hanging out. That's Phil. true, Phil. <laughs> That's true. Anyways, I mean, look, we're just here. We're just trying to deliver a show for you guys, whether you like it or not. So, you know, hope you enjoyed it. It's the Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 290. I don't know what episode it is, but it's something of, of that sense. 240? 140? I think Who cares? 300? Yeah. Episode 497,000. Okay. Um, group class this week, guys. Look out for it. It's on the Drum Brigade website, or it will be by, by the end of today. Um, Sign-ups are all right there. You guys can sign up, join us live, participate, be accepted, and belong. All of that jazz. Look out for me. I'll be live on um, all the platforms this week promoting um, this group class. So learn how to read sheet music on your first lesson i mean come on come on 
Like, I don't mean like, oh yeah, you'll learn what sheet music looks like and all that. Like, you will be reading. You'll be reading on your first lesson. Get over it. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah. Uh, and then you guys can also still get the archive of four steps to building creative drum fills. So also very cool. All right, guys. I hope you like the Drum Brigade podcast today. I know we just talked about a lot of different subjects, and um, but that's kind of what we do. It's just me and Funky Phil hanging out, and you guys hanging out with us. We're gonna get some um, some stuff in the works going on here, different guests, all that stuff. We're working on it. I'm always working on that thing, you know. But I'm still working on it myself. <laughs> I'm always working on that thing. All right. So uh, I'm Corey Kingston. That's Funky Phil. Yeah. Drum Brigade podcast. Oh yeah. Why are you asking me that? Look, dude, you, you I can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks. You're funky, man. You know, how do you work on that?